The following program is brought to you by Taste Bud Entertainment. Welcome to an hour of delicious conversation with Chef Jamie Gwynn. Dish with celebrity chefs, cookbook authors, and food experts, and gain inspirational ideas. You'll learn kitchen wisdom, wine education, and culinary trends, and eat and drink like you've never done before. Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwynn starts now. It's delicious, it's divine, it's food and wine. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio, a very good Sunday to you. What's cooking in your kitchen this weekend? Is there a pot of chili on the stove or a batch of biscuits in the oven? Maybe a test run for Thanksgiving? We'd love to know what's on your table. Every Sunday, we give you great ideas and inspiration for just about every kind of food, taking you from professional test kitchens to home cooks' kitchens because we believe that food tells a story. So whether it's about daily dinner or helpful hints from a chef, we hope you'll sit down at your kitchen table, share, and learn something new right here, right now. A full hour of fabulous food starts here with lots of great tips for the upcoming big feast. I like to say if you love to cook or love to eat, we can definitely be friends. And it is not too late to plan your Thanksgiving menu. It's the biggest feast of the year, and you'll find my holiday planner at chefjamie.com, C-H-E-F-J-A-M-I-E.com. I thought we'd kick off this show with... Some turkey talk, I guess you could call it. How to choose a turkey, because I truly believe that the big feast can be planned well in advance. Your non-perishables or dry goods can be shopped for at least a week in advance of the big meal, and you can really make for a stress-free holiday by planning and organizing. If you're looking to find the perfect turkey for a memorable Thanksgiving meal, Allow me to give you a rundown, a little bit of help on determining the best bird to purchase. There are lots of turkeys on the market, and trying to choose your holiday bird can be mind-boggling. So here's a glossary of the terms I think you need to know. First and foremost, many turkeys carry the labels like all-natural or free-range or organic, but there are plenty of turkeys that don't fall into neat categories. These are the categories that you should know like the back of your hand. Organic means that a certified organic turkey will have been raised on 100% organic feed and that it will never have received antibiotics. If you're looking for or you can find a kosher turkey, it means that it's been processed under rabbinical supervision. Of course, the turkeys are actually grain-fed, there are no antibiotics, and they're allowed to roam freely. And what I love about a kosher turkey is that it's been soaked in a salt brine, which I recommend everyone brines their turkey. If you buy a turkey that is kosher, you don't need to. You're actually guaranteed really beautifully extra-moist flavorful meat. And the same rule applies, by the way, to a great chicken. Now, if you find a free-range turkey at your local grocery store, by the USDA definition, free-range simply means that the birds have access to the outdoors. But that's just about it. So look for the term natural as well. That means no artificial ingredient or color was added, and it does not make reference to the way the turkey was raised. Natural and free range, a good way to go. 
But the best way to go when it comes to turkey talk and choosing a turkey for your Thanksgiving meal is a heritage breed. In my culinary opinion, a heritage breed is the best kind of bird because it tends to have darker, more flavorful meat and less breast meat than the traditional turkey. I love the flavor of a heritage bird. And if you can find one, your feast will truly be scrumptious. I always recommend that you match the size of your Thanksgiving turkey to the size of your crowd. And you'll find lots of Thanksgiving feasting tips, once again, at chefjamie.com. Or you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and ask your cooking questions directly at Chef Jamie Gwen. But I do recommend that you consider two smaller birds if you're feeding a huge crowd rather than one big bird. Smaller birds fit in the refrigerator better. They're easier to handle and they roast for a shorter amount of time, which really ensures that you will have a juicy, flavorful turkey. Speaking of turkey, have you ever deep fried one? Well, I will tell you there is an incredible benefit to deep frying a turkey. You'll never cook your holiday birds another way once you try it. The turkey gets incredible moisture from a brine soaked overnight and then crispy on the outside and super juicy on the inside. The one thing you need to know is that you should purchase a turkey frying kit, which includes the pot and the turkey lifter and the deep fry thermometer and the heavy-duty portable propane burner. And you do need to fry your turkey outside but it only takes three and a half minutes per pound. So talk about a quick cook. It's really an incredible way to indulge in Thanksgiving. And our best recipe of the week posted on the website is my honey and sage brined deep fried turkey. So grab that recipe, steal it, and stash it in your recipe box. Every week we like to share a technique of the week, what I call... Uh, Something I think that helps you think like a chef. And this week's Think Like a Chef is a lesson in mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are not only the essential comfort food on your Thanksgiving buffet, but they're very necessary for soaking up all that delicious gravy. And while they look deceptively simple, they really are an art to master. So here's the lowdown on what I think are glorious spuds. And I've posted my best recipe as well under the Think Like a Chef feature at chefjamie.com. When it comes to choosing your potatoes, starchy russets or traditional baking potatoes will give you the best fluffy texture. Now, Lana's favorite is still the Yukon Gold for its buttery flavor and yellow color. And they work equally well for mashing too. The dairy is important, and what's most important is that your milk or cream, half and half, whatever you choose to use, is warm before you add it to your mash. And equally important, you should always add the butter first. The amount of water in the milk, or half and half, actually combines with the starch molecules, which can make the potatoes gluey. But if you add the butter first... It coats the starch and definitely results in silkier potatoes. And we recommend that you always use good quality unsalted butter for the best flavor. 
when it comes to the cooking process of mashed potatoes, I like to start the potatoes in cold water so they come up to temperature with the water and cook evenly. My mom, Lana, and one of the best cooks I know, prefers to put the potatoes into boiling water. And I cook the potatoes whole because I don't think they absorb as much water that way and I think they retain their flavor better. My mom cuts them into pieces. And no matter which way you do it, you'll, if you follow these tricks and tips, guaranteed, you'll get gorgeous, silky mashed potatoes. Now, when it comes to that silky texture, a food mill or a ricer is definitely best for creating that ultimate texture. You can use a stand mixer on low speed, although some great cooks will disagree. And of course, some serious elbow grease works too. But please do not use your food processor. The potatoes are guaranteed to overmix and they will get gummy. I've posted some chef's tips all about mashed potatoes, how to hold them from the afternoon until the evening or from the mid-morning until the afternoon when you put out your Thanksgiving feast, along with my very best mashed potato recipe. And again, you'll find it on the website where we're always serving up seconds at chefjamie.com. You'll find the Cook with Lana recipe of the week as well posted on the website. It's her holiday sweet savory stuffing, and it has beautiful flavors of pancetta and fennel and pears and dried cranberries, and they all combine to create a sweet and savory stuffing, and it might just be the best stuffing you've ever had. You'll also find the Holiday Planner, everything you need to plan for Thanksgiving, along with Something Sweet, our weekly dessert recipe, an apple bundt cake that's simply put together and perfect for breakfast or afternoon tea or dessert too. And you'll find a cocktail you'll love preparing for the holidays. I think it's always perfect to serve a punch where everyone can ladle themselves their own glass. And I have a three-ingredient brandy punch cocktail that I love. You can float your favorite fruit in it. Even bright cranberries and gorgeous citrus all combine to make a really beautiful looking punch cocktail. And you'll find the recipe online at chefjamie.com. But we do hope you stay tuned because there's more delicious conversation in your radio. Coming up, you'll hear kitchen interviews from some of the best of my comrades. Sunny Anderson, the Food Network star that everybody loves, has released her first cookbook. We are excited to share with you food with love from Sunny's Kitchen. Stay tuned, Sunny Anderson coming up. Plus, he's a restaurateur here in Southern California that with leaps and bounds is making his way with fabulous food. You'll hear from Jeff Hall, the owner and creator of C4 Deli, the cure for the common, a day in the life of a restaurateur. And coming up, Greg Duncan. He's going to share with you the health benefits of a truly exclusive and extraordinary honey called Manuka Doctor Honey coming out of New Zealand. Trust me, you'll want to hear this. We're all about eating and entertaining and pretty much anything having to do with food, drink, dining, feeding that's tasty, innovative, intelligent, and delicious. So please don't touch your dial. Sharing our outlook on the food world with you. There's more delicious conversation in your radio right after this. Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana, will be right back. Talking about your honey. Oh. 
Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana in your radio. This show brings you fresh ingredients, recipes, and kitchen wisdom from celebrity chefs, authors, and experts. Now, if you're a honey lover, this conversation is for you. And if you haven't yet discovered the enormous host of honey benefits, not only the myriad of floral tastes, but the countless health applications, then right here, right now, you will understand the versatility of honey and the goodness it can bring into your everyday practical life. There is a brand of honey by Manuka Doctor that is bioactive. And you ask, well, what is that? Well, this is a whole new level of honey that we wanted you to know about. It's 100% natural Manuka honey from New Zealand, and it's independently certified by its country of origin. Just like wine, it's site-specific. And I think that the story and the benefits are extraordinary. And Greg Duncan of Manuka Doctor Honey is here to share with us the insight and make us honey experts. It's nice to have you on the radio, Greg. Welcome. Jamie, thank you. Great <laughs> to be here all the way from New Zealand. Yes, I know. I love that. Honey. <laughs> we should say good day, right? Yeah, good day. Yes. Good day. Well, we, and perhaps we won't mention the... Um, no. <laughs> Perhaps not, Greg. I-, I thought that was a distant memory now. Can't all things be healed, even that, with honey? Uh, well, I'm sure they can. <laughs> Move it over. Um, if you would, define bioactive honey for those of us like me who didn't know about really the extraordinary offerings in the world of honey uh, as they continue to expand in today's market. Sure, Jamie. What happens with honey, and especially in this case, manuka honey, which is from the Manuka plant in New Zealand, uh, and, and only from New Zealand, is that the honey that's created by the bees when they collect the nectar and take it back to the hive and through the chemical reaction turn it into, into honey, it has a whole lot of active ingredients in it. In the case of Manuka honey, um, the, the real strong active, active ingredient is hydrogen peroxide. So a very strong antibacterial antiseptic, um, but naturally occurring bioactive ingredient. I think it's so interesting that you can take what is one of the superfoods considered by most doctors and experts around the world and an edible, ingestible food product that never spoils. I always speak about honey and the fact that it's the only food that never goes bad, right? And you can make it even more brilliant. I think it's extraordinary to consider that while this is a medicinal benefit, it's an edible luxury. Absolutely. The honey um, has you know, multiple uses and can be taken in, in many ways. And you're right. You know, every country, every, every civilization has had its honey culture. Yes. Uh, and um, in fact, you know, they, they dig up urns of honey from Pharaoh's tombs. So hmm. you know, this, this honey will last for years and years. What, what it'll do in some cases, it'll try and go back to its original form, you know, and it might granulate a little bit, but you really have to do something very strange to the honey to, to, <laughs> to um, harm it. That's true. Talk to us, if you would, about Manuka. It's an evergreen tree. It's native to New Zealand, and it has this really intense scent to the flower, right? Exactly. It's it's an indigenous plant in New Zealand. Its genus is Leptospermum scoparium. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I've mentioned earlier, it is um, really only grown in, in New Zealand in the, in the warm, um, warmer areas of New Zealand, so mainly the North Island of, of New Zealand. Uh, and it, it flowers with a brilliant white and, and pink flowers from November through to the end of March. Um, and 
the bees almost shut out all sense of any other plant around them because they just go wild for the nectar of the of the manuka tree, and that's great for us um, because of course you know that we've we've all discovered um, something that the the Maori people who were the original settlers in New Zealand discovered many many years ago that the the manuka plant has great healing abilities. Right. Think think along the lines of tea tree in that sense. So the manuka plant. Uh, is used also, you know, for the leaves, the bark, and then the honey, the discovery of what this honey can do through this very strong bioactivity, this ability to naturally grow this, this hydrogen peroxide so that when it's ingested, or even when it's used topically, uh, Jamie, you know, on, on, on skin, um, it can assist in um, healing all sorts of uh, ills um, mm-hmm. and curing, you know, um, anything that's got strong bacteria, bad bacteria associated with it. I think that's so interesting. I have to say, as a chef, I was reading through all of the information from Manuka Doctor to better understand your honey. And there are so many conflicting and contrasting solutions for a skin burn. But I am now, I will tell you, completely and totally uh, of the belief that Manuka Doctor honey uh, or honey on a burn, specifically your bioactive formulas, are the most powerful of healing topical creams or substances for that matter. Funnily enough, I had the experience just um, three or four weeks ago of um, burning myself. Uh-huh. And I did exactly that. I thought, well, here's, here's the proof. Here's the proof. And I wrapped my hand in, in honey and I wrapped a bandage around it two evenings in a row. And, well, the, you know, the uh, effect in terms of the blistering going down of taking away the pain, of cleaning and keeping the wound, um, you know, uh, antibacterial, mm-hmm. but also um, moisturized mm-hmm. at the same time was just fantastic. You say that the honey promotes the formation of new tissue. It stimulates growth over the wound of new tissue. It calms and settles the stomach because of the prebiotic and the probiotic activity as well. The natural occurring peroxide from the manuka tree that is then transformed through the flowers and the bees that make the honey actually assists in reducing um, bacteria in so many different ways. It stimulates healing. I mean, just for a teaspoon of honey in your tea, it seems like the benefits outweigh anything else. Yeah, it is amazing. And to hear a list like that, you know, yeah. it, starts to, <laughs> it stops <laughs> you in your tracks. It does. It does. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Explain bioactive, if you would, and the numbers on your honey, because I tasted number uh, 10 plus, 15 plus, and on. And I thought the flavor profiles were a little bit different with each. Okay. I'll run through quickly what those measurements are. Okay. Ba- basically, they are, and if you, if you think back to your, the days of biology at school with your, your plate of agar, and uh, on that, we place some various forms of bacteria. What happens is the honey is, is dropped. All this is done by an independent laboratory. So we certify each pot of honey. Now, the, the, the honey is, is dropped onto the bacteria, and they carefully measure the um, effect of that honey in terms of the quickness of it killing the bacteria and the depth that it, it will kill. So it's a biological assay test. Okay. Um, then what... The, so then the number comes about by, um, w- by using what we call a standard phenol solution, P-H-E-N-O-L. A phenol solution is an antiseptic solution, which is a standard strength used in, in hospitals all around the world. So when we say uh, that it has a bioactive strength of 15, we are saying that it's the same strength 
as 15% of a standard phenol solution. Interesting, okay. So, and as I say, the, the antiseptic value of this is occurring naturally, it's safe to use it topically, it's safe to, to, to uh, ingest it, something you would never do with, a, um, with an antiseptic solution. No, and you, you get the benefit of both of those properties, the beauty of the healing and the medicinal benefit and the gorgeous, rich amber color and the cream that as a honey snob, I will say, I look for as far as viscosity and consistency. Manuka Doctor Honey is available with flavor enhancers as well, the addition of lemon and ginger, aloe vera and glucosamine uh, to better you and your wellness too. And I will say, I mean, if it was only to heal a wound, it's always worth keeping a jar in the cabinet. But if you drizzle honey over your yogurt in the morning or a bowl of oatmeal or to sweeten a cup of tea, there is nothing better than getting the best of both worlds. A richly, beautifully flavored honey direct from New Zealand and the health benefits of the Manuka tree. Manuka Dr. Honey is the only honey range available in the U.S. that features the highest grade Manuka honey. And for overall wellness and for true deliciousness, Greg, we thank you. I'm going to continue to cook with and enjoy your honeys, and I look forward to feeling better every day because of them. Jamie, thank you so much. Yeah, a pleasure. Thank you. We're bringing you an arsenal of delicious ideas to help make every day more delicious and to live life to its fullest. Don't touch your dial. There's more delicious conversation in your radio right after this. Welcome back, Chef Jamie Gwen, along with Lana in your radio. You can gain culinary intelligence right here and right now because this is Job Talk, a day in the life of a restaurateur. Today, we're sitting down to dish with a dear friend of Lana's and mine, a young and dedicated entrepreneur and a restaurateur that's doing it right. His first creation, after years of sacrifice in other people's establishments, is called Chapter One, The Modern Local, and it's in the heart of Old Town Santa Ana, California. His newest venture is just across the street, an art deco space that cures, caps, corks, and creates breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's called C4 Deli, The Cure for the Common, and it's a New York-style delicatessen that blends the contemporary yet timeless elements of a boutique wine bar and craft beer store with the best pastrami you've ever had. We are celebrating young and successful entrepreneurs, and we are delighted to have Jeff Hall back in your radio. Hey there. Hi, Jeff. Hey there. That's a, that's a great introduction. Thank you so much. Yes, of course, and congratulations. Okay, I, we loved the opening of C4 Deli, The Cure for the Common, and we want everyone to know across the country about your new concept, because I really believe that you're paving the way for entrepreneurs and restaurateurs that make a difference in the restaurant scene. Well, thank you. I enjoy trying to hedge the trends and trying to figure out beautiful parts of concepts that haven't really been put together, and I love a great sandwich mixed with some charcuterie and cheese and, and that wine shop, and trying to find that blend of it where you make it all in-house, you bring it back to the way it used to be done, but bring that modern twist of being able to take a bottle of wine home, get some knowledge on some cheese, and still be able to sit and enjoy. 
That's what I think is so brilliant, is it's sort of a gourmet store meets New York deli. It's got a teeny bit of that ode to good Jewish deli, because you know the quality of the pastrami and the hot dog is there, but you can browse through a cookbook, you could sit down for a cappuccino, and there's something extraordinarily neighborhood about what you do. This arts district in Santa Ana, California is really an up-and-coming area and it's made a comeback and you've made a home for yourself. And I think that's a lesson for restaurateurs too, who really take a position when it comes to neighborhood. You do agree. Absolutely. Yes. No, I, I love the fact that we are a community here, you know, in Orange County, California, we've never really had a downtown that kind of unified the whole area. And I just saw this intrinsic value of all these old buildings and architecture and history and culture, mm-hmm. you know, to the depths of, of, uh, of the history of this county. And I said, you know what, even though it wasn't there yet four years ago when, when we started building, you know, it's kind of that, I know it's going to happen. I really hope it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen uh, sort of mentality, and, and it's really coming to life now. And you have truly mastered the art of sandwich making. That is such an art today. And you have truly done your part in mastering it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, we just believe in making it all ourselves. Keep it in-house. Use quality ingredients. It's kind of our arsenal, if you will, of what we use. If you've got great things, you're using all-natural grass-fed beef to make your house-cured pastrami and smoke it all in-house. It's really hard to lose in that sense because it's going to taste amazing. You know, people are going to want to come back for it. We've got a Subway, you know, right down the street from us. And, yeah, I can't do a $5 foot long, but you know what? People will still walk past to, to come get a pastrami or to come get a house-made bratwurst or a hot dog or, or whatever we are doing. Oh, that bratwurst was so incredible, <laughs> dipped in the spicy brown mustard. And oh, yeah. You make your own bratwurst We, we and make it dogs? all ourselves, <gasps> all natural pig, you know, same really? thing. Just the best, the best uh, meat we can find. And boy, it is a labor of love. I will oh, tell you that. Isn't but it? It's, isn't it? It's absolutely delicious. And I can't have them any other way. how about the pastrami? How long do you cure it for? We actually cure it for six days. It took a while to figure out, especially with the quality of meat, how long it's going to take to get all the way through. And we found that as our secret with our secret curing blend. Oh, uh, you can't tell us blend. you'd have to kill us, kind of. I would. Cure. I would. And I like you guys too much. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just come in and eat it. One of the Absolutely. things that I know you pride yourself on at Chapter One, the Modern Local, as well, is that you've spent a lot of years honing your skills when it comes to craft cocktails and your knowledge when it comes to wine. And this is a very impressive wine list by the bottle and by the glass, especially with all due respect for what is a take on a delicatessen. And we would love to know what the wine and beer trends you see happening right now as we come into the holidays and into 2014 so that we can all be certainly as progressive as you. On the cutting edge, as Jeff is. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, one thing, there's always positives that can come out of anything, including a recession. And one positive of that is that all these great wines that these countries have been holding on to and drinking for themselves they finally had to start selling them. And so you find amazing wines out of South America right now, amazing wines. Spain is just oh, hotter than putting ever. out wine yes. like crazy. Spectacular wine, too. Yeah, no, I, and, and then even, even France is with how the, the, the pride and the beauty of what they do, there's still great value wines coming out of Bordeaux and coming out of some of these. One thing I like doing is finding some of these neighboring regions that are right next to Cote d'Iron or right next to Chateau mm. de Pop and, and 
you can just find a, a you know, ten, twelve, twenty dollar bottle that'll blow your socks off. Oh, that's a great tip too. You know, when you go into your wine shop or you go into C4 Deli, the cure for the common, and you look at the wall of wine, you can learn from those regions. When you go into the wine store wherever you live, you can ask the wine expert to find you a wine that's similar to let's say, a Cote de Rhone that you enjoyed. And that's the way I believe that all of us can really perfect our wine knowledge, and that is in exploring new regions and understanding the vintages and finding that house wine that we know and love is food-friendly. Tell us your customer service philosophy, because I think that this is really at the heart of a great restaurateur. Thank you. You know, I've always said that I believe that it's our company culture that, that's been as successful through our various concepts. And that really starts with family. My first concept was always based on this kind of Irish pub mentality of bringing someone into your home, not into your business, but actually feeling like we care about what we're giving you. We care about that's why we get, you know, free range, grass fed produce mm -hmm. uh, and protein. But, you know, on top of that is that when, we, when you come in, we want you to feel like that, that you entered our house. So, mm -hmm. you know, every employee has, have an, ex, has an extensive knowledge. Um, one thing too, that we always stress on is, is that fact that we want to show you something different, but we'll never take the pretentious side of it. We'll never say, oh, you don't know a Torontist from South America? Where, do you, where, where have you been? <laughs> where you have know? you been, right? Yeah, and then shame you into it. And, and you know what? And that is something that, respectfully, with some of the old delis and some of the old you know, wine shops that I've been to, that it's like, if you don't already know how it works, then get out of the way. And I wanted to kind of change that. I wanted to make charcuterie approachable. I wanted to make these different wines you may not have, have you know, had before approachable. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that with a flapstick as far as who, who's true. following the rules or not. Okay, so. so as long as you're sharing the secrets and teaching along the way, <laughs> uh, maybe you could talk us through a C4 Bloody Mary. Oh. Because I'm thinking oh. that would be brilliant for brunch in homes across the country when family gathers. We kind of love blending our food and our drinks together, and right. we do it blatantly on uh, this one. We actually take a, uh ancho chili and mole and melt it and mix it in with our Bloody Mary mix. That's genius. I love And make this that. kind of chili, umami, yes. you know, flavor of it. It's, it's very different. It's not that classic Bloody Mary that you may be used to. And then uh, because we are a beer and wine shop, we love to experiment with different, quote-unquote, spirits, if you will, of, of the... Uh, fermented world, and so we took a uh, soju and infused it with some chili and other various secretive ingredients, as, as we love to keep our secrets around here yes, and stay special. <laughs> and then the garnish I love, which brings it all the way back around to the food premise, is a smoked pickled egg. And Chef Ryan Valia, by the way, who is at the helm of C4 Deli, the cure for the common, walked over at your opening and handed me a pickled egg and said, Jamie, you have to taste this. And by the way, that's a brilliant garnish for a Bloody Mary. Oh, absolutely. We're very, very proud of our pickled eggs. And, and the same thing, it's paying homage to the, the classic bar, mm -hmm. uh, back bar. And uh, the reality is they're absolutely fantastic. And, mm -hmm. and with, with some of the tools we have, we cold smoke uh, oh. the eggs oh, after so we pickle cool. them. Yeah. It's amazing what it does with that kind of that sort of sulfury uh, miss that you get on a hard-boiled egg. It talks to all of it. And yeah, it does. 
It's incredible. We're following in your talented palate, and we're going to be making pickled eggs at home for our Bloody Marys this holiday season. But we're going to be stopping by for pastrami as many days as possible. As we can. It is, a, <laughs> it is a craft approach to a new modern deli. It's called C4 Deli, the cure for the common. It's in Santa Ana, California. And just you watch, there are James Beard Awards coming to this entrepreneur and restaurateur. We just know it. He is Jeff Hall. And at the helm with his partner, Jeff Jensen, you should really see what's going on in the restaurant scene it is cutting edge, it is progressive, and it is truly delicious. Congratulations to you, Jeff. Once again, a great success and future successes to you as well. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so All much. The best. Pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye. Always sharing passions here in your radio. Stay tuned. You just might learn something new right after this. We'll be right back. That is the voice of the great Sonny Anderson. And who doesn't love the bubbly and talented Food Network star, host, and certainly extraordinary talented cook? Well, it's been too long since she's been here, and she's back and more fabulous than ever. She is the award-winning broadcaster, ex-New York DJ, and Food Network host that is once again bringing her classic cooking style and the unique flavors inspired by her many travels to a new down-to-earth and delicious Food Network show called Homemade in America. And the show has started at the same time as the very exciting book release of Sunny's cookbook called Sunny's Kitchen. It's easy food for real life, and it just made the New York Times bestseller list. We are so delighted when she joins us, and it's been way too long. Sunny, we are so glad to have you back. Welcome. Hey, Jamie and Lana. Hi. Hey there. Oh, so glad to be speaking with you. So how have you been? Tell us about the show, the makings of the cookbook, all of Brooklyn that is featured in pictures eating pancakes in the book. I love it. Love it. You know, the last time we talked, I was actually writing the book, and I was working on Homemade in America. I remember um, we were in, I was at a firehouse, and you and I were on the phone just chatting mm-hmm. away. <laughs> and then now comes the time to put out the book. And so Sunny's Kitchen is, is out. I'm, like you said, I cannot believe it made New York Times bestseller. I'm still, like, over the moon about Congratulations. that. Congratulations. Well deserved. Thank you. And then the cool thing is, is that I got to get out and meet people. I went on a book tour, and right before I went on the book tour, I met these people at Extended Stay America. And we got to talking, and we decided to partner with each other because the cool thing about this hotel chain, nearly 700 locations across 44 states, and every single room at every single hotel has a real kitchen in it. And, I mean, you know I'm talking about cooking for real. I'm talking about a full-size refrigerator, a stove top, colander, pots, pans, plates, utensils, toaster, microwave. I mean, I can just keep on going. It's like you never left home. And I love, too, that there's away-from-home cooking cookbook essentially from yeah. you with recipes so that you can cook along with Sunny when you're staying anywhere away from home. This is pretty cool to me. This is the first I've ever heard of mm-hmm. this even happening where you check into a hotel and every room has kitchens and oh by the way we know you're going to cook so here's a cookbook. And what we did was when I was putting together these recipes I know if you're out of town on business, if you're a family of four or more on vacation, 
if you're maybe out of your home because there's construction going on. Maybe you just moved to town and you need corporate housing. You know, the last thing you want to do is blow your budget on food. And so I made sure that all of the ingredients were about eight ingredients or less. I mean, all of the recipes were eight ingredients or less. Mm -hmm. And then I was really cognizant of the fact that no one wants to do on vacation or any of those situations that I explained to you. Go to a grocery store and be loaded down with lots of groceries. So you you know, Chef Jamie, it's all about the store-bought shortcuts. So I've got things like my chicken mac and cheese where I use rotisserie chicken and I make the cheese sauce out of a condensed can of cream of chicken soup with American cheese slices and a little bit of water, and boom, you've got a great cheesy chicken-y sauce. Mm. And then I do, like, braised ribs. Can you imagine braising ribs in your hotel room? This is it's unheard of. Yeah, but... But I love it. And you're elevating us. And it's the real deal brought to every facet of life. And I think that's what's wonderful about you is you've always been the real deal on TV. And your recipes continue to get better and more delicious and more inspired. And it's one of the things that your modern comfort food and mine have that very similarity to them is that you and I are always taking the things we love and then making them better. Yeah. I like to say I'm not reinventing the wheel. I'm just adding some WD-40 to it. So it's not <laughs> I love it. You know? I love it. I just want that wheel to turn smoother. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Sunny, take us through the recipes in the cookbook because I chose a few. I thought you'd take us through a very sunny day. You love chicken and waffles. And of course, being uh, and having visited Southern California and being at Roscoe's, so yeah. many times. I love it too. But you make a casserole out of it. Lana, how genius is this? Sunny makes a lemon maple chicken and waffles casserole. And if that isn't the most brilliant breakfast for a crowd come the holiday season. Oh, Jamie, you just gained weight saying the title of the recipe. <gasps> well, I hope not. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble, girl. <laughs> like you said, I'm not trying to do anything fancy. I love if you're a cook. You know this. When you're giving a new recipe to someone, the best part is giving them something familiar with a twist. Yes. So if everyone knows that there's a chicken and waffle craze, okay, this is great. I can easily sell to you a chicken and waffle casserole. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's very easy to sell. So that's what I loved about putting this cookbook together for myself, Sunny Kitchen, and Extended Stay America, the Away From Home Cooking Recipe Booklet that you can See online at awayfromhomecooking.com or obviously stay at Extended Stay America and cook in your hotel room like you're at home. Yeah, mm. isn't that fabulous? You can Perfect. go to sunnyanderson.com, by the way, sunnyanderson.com and find a sneak peek into the new book. We've excerpted a recipe at chefjamie.com as well. We cannot wait to make the smoky crab mole. So guacamole, sunny, made better with crab. You make the fastest chunky tomato cream soup. Perfect yes. for cold winter nights. There's a spicy garlic studded meatball. And then, mm. you know, you and Lana share a passion. Oh, for Sunny. wings. Oh, yes. we both love wings. Wings are the wind beneath my wings. First <laughs> thing I ever cooked on Food Network and so in my first cookbook, why not put 10 wing recipes? Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. caution to the wind. <laughs> we're we're going to finish it off with something sweet. Your red velvet swirl brownies are the first on my list of recipes to make in the dessert category. They look killer. Oh, please try them. They're easy to put together. And I guarantee you, every time you make them, it's going to look like a picture in a magazine. Swirling is something special. It, it definitely is. You are something special, Sunny. Her Aww. recipes as bold and spicy as her palate. 
welcoming you into her kitchen with her array of personalized comfort foods. She is Sunny Anderson and a longtime friend of this show and always will be. The new book is called Sunny's Kitchen. This is the gift to all food lovers this holiday season. Don't miss it. Easy food for real life. Sunny's Kitchen, Sunny Anderson's newly released cookbook. You can find her on the Food Network, of course, and cooking away from home with Extended Stay America. Sunny, we love you. We can't wait to talk to you and see you soon. Yeah, man. Back at you. Hug, <laughs> I hug, love hug, you. See you soon, Sunny. Take care, Sunny. Bye. Continued Bye. success. Congratulations. Well, we hope you enjoyed the culinary conversation from our experts and visionaries with tips, tricks, and techniques to hopefully make you a better cook in your own kitchen. And we hope you'll tune in every Sunday as the delicious conversation continues. This is what I like to call my culinary playground. And we're always serving up seconds, recipes you heard here in your radio on the website at chefjamie.com, on Facebook and Twitter at Chef Jamie Gwen. And we're giving thanks for the perfect Thanksgiving recipes. You'll find everything you need to plan your big feast. And for a weekly email with recipes and links, be sure to sign up for our newsletter posted at the top of the website's homepage. We always like to leave you with what we call our last bite. And today's tasty treat continues our series of three ingredient orders, fast, simple, and scrumptious. I think there's nothing better than having a few recipes in your arsenal, in your back pocket that you can throw together in no time. And what could be better than a three-ingredient pairing to the perfect cocktail? Well, maybe friends stop by or you're planning to serve a crowd this holiday season. Why not make honeyed blue cheese toasts to go along with that beautiful bottle of Chardonnay or Viognier? You could even go Pinot Noir if you liked. The honeyed blue cheese toasts are simple simply a loaf of French bread sliced on the bias about a quarter to a half inch thick and then toasted just lightly in the oven, 350 degrees till the bread is aromatic. You've essentially made a crostini. Then all you need to do is crumble some good quality blue cheese on top of those toasts while they're still warm and then drizzle some honey over the top. A big bunch of grapes on the platter and those honeyed blue cheese toasts and you have the perfect starter. We hope that you'll tune in once again next Sunday as the delicious conversation continues. Sit down at our table and find fabulous inspiration. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen along with Lana signing off. We thank you for listening and we hope you continue to eat well. The preceding program has been brought to you by Taste Bud Entertainment.